thank you for granting us this interview about the colonial history of Freiburg and Freiburg's role in colonization. First of all, I'd just like to get your profile for our viewers so that they get to know you better. Yeah, my name is Dr. Heiko Wegmann. I'm a social scientist and historian. And um, I founded the research project uh, Freiburg Postcolonial in the year 2005. So fr from since then, I dedicate myself to the colonial history of uh, Freiburg. Okay, thank you. And uh, what was the purpose of founding uh, this research exactly for you? Yeah, well, um, German colonial history has been for decades uh, neglected. And, um, yeah, there was a debate coming up in around the year 2004 um, because of the 100 years commemoration of um, the genocide against the Herero in German Southwest Africa. And so, yeah, I realized that I knew little about German colonialism. And um, I was working at the Information Center Third World, uh, EZ3W, at that time. Yeah. And, uh, yeah, we dedicated uh, issues of our review to German colonialism. And the main idea was, uh, as I said, that German colonialism had been neglected for a long time and yeah. uh, that it would be necessary to look deeper into it. And one yeah. field of looking deeper into it was the connection be between the local space and German colonialism. In other words, to to trace German colonialism in the local sphere too. Um, because colonialism hasn't been only something which happened in the colonies yeah. or maybe in Berlin or Hamburg, uh, but also in the province. So, yeah, then I started my research on that. Okay. So uh, earlier when you were speaking, you said you realized that you knew little about uh, German colonialism and you are a social scientist. So... Would you say there was a deliberate intent to bury the history? I would say that um, there have always been uh, some scientists uh, doing research on German colonialism, but in the general public uh, as well as in the uh, science of history, uh, it had been neglected. Uh, for various purposes. Uh, one was um, to the Second World War. Germany was yeah, very much tied to the consequences of the Second World War and um, also the, the memory uh, politics. Um, and then uh, it was very, um, yeah, because Germany was decolonized uh, already with the First World War. Yeah. And then after the Second World War, there, there were all these um, decolonial movements in the, in the colonies, and especially in, in Africa. Yeah. And Germany could present itself as, uh, yeah, as being not a colonial power, so as a neutral um, mediator and so on and so on. 
So it was very practical since then to say, yeah, we, we don't have colonies, so <laughs> we are, we're the good guys. And um, But it was a very big contrast because um, until the Second World War, there, there was a colonial movement in Germany which... Uh, yeah, agitated for having back the former colonies. So, yeah, that was the break with the end of the Second World War. But there had always been also people saying that the German colonial times were the good times and so on. Wow. So, uh, yeah, that was parallel. And so it brings us back to our topic. What was the role of Freiburg in colonization? Yeah, Um Let's put it that way. Freiburg as a city had no, uh, like, no political concrete role in, in German colonialism, but there were um, various spaces, uh, connections, and entanglements. Uh, yeah. Let's begin with the city collections that, uh, for example, the uh, ethnological collection and museum of Freiburg, of the city which was founded in 1895. Uh, most of its uh, objects came from uh, German colonies because the, the mayor asked colonial officers to send them um, objects. And as we know um, about a lot of objects, uh, that there were asymmetries uh, when they were like... Uh, collected uh, during colon the colonial period and so so now everybody is looking into it um, if they had been robbed or something like that or if they are problematic in, in other ways uh, to be here and to be shown mm. and uh, but on the other hand the city of Freiburg was um, paying member of a colonial of the German colonial society or it was mm -hmm. um, providing the pro-colonial movement with uh, exhibition halls and so on and so on. So there was a lot of uh, collaboration and uh, politicians from Freiburg were um, yeah, in favor of German colonialism and so on. So there are a lot of uh, spheres uh, we can talk about where the city of Freiburg was entangled um, Although uh, foreign policy was non, not a, uh, the mandate uh, of the of the city, and uh, would you say that there were colonialists in uh, the Jam in the Freiburg space in the city of Freiburg in the politics? Yeah. So um, in general. Uh, we have the whole uh, range of uh, missionaries, settlers, uh, colonial soldiers, colonial um, officers, civil officers from Freiburg, uh, which went to all of the German colonies in Africa, but also in, uh, in China and in mm -hmm. the Pacific region and so on. And uh, we have a lot of um, people or functionaries which maybe weren't uh, exactly born in Freiburg but entangled very much with Freiburg, like the governor of uh, German Southwest Africa, Theodor Leutwein, yeah. whose grave is on the main cemetery of uh, Freiburg too. 
um, or other colonial officers. Um, so there are a lot of, um, well, to say a lot is always uh, difficult because you uh, would have to look into other cities to to see if it's a lot. But um, yeah, we can see astonishingly uh, many people uh, who went to all the colonies yeah. in, in various functions. And uh, when we met, you had a talk on the post-colonial urban history of Freiburg. And uh, it was a walk around the city showing many monuments of which some were colonialists and uh, some were defaced in uh, 2020 during the Black Lives Matter movement. And even around the University of Freiburg, some of the buildings, you can see uh, monuments raised to some colonialists. Uh, why do you think this... Uh, monuments are still there and uh, do you think they should be taken down? Do you think that rights any wrongs? Well, um, in Freiburg you you can't see very much uh, colonial history like that in the public sphere. Okay. Um, but um, talking about the university, there's that uh, monument for Alexander Ecker was a professor before the formal uh, German colonial period already. And uh, he's not commemorated exactly as a colonialist, but um, he's one professor who established uh, biological anthropology in, in Germany. And uh, so all this kind of uh, like race sciences yeah. or racist science <laughs> and uh yeah the part of the monument uh, was taken away um because it was uh yeah written black lives matter on it and so on so yeah. uh, they they wanted to polish it and now one part of the monument is still there but not the the bust of uh, alexander ecker and now we have the problem that he was commemorated for a lot of things, but mm. um, yeah, other people say yeah we, we can't separate uh, his merits from uh, his problematic um, theories and actions and convictions uh, on yeah. um, uh, racist theory. So that he's a monument also for the whole school of uh, racist biological anthropology, which he he founded in, in Freiburg. So that there should be criticism on that and com commemoration and some kind of memory policy, which leads to the question how to deal with the with the mon monument. And yeah. I would say uh, I wouldn't take it away um, 100%, but I would, uh, I, I see it very necessary to put there some kind of contextualization. Uh, this could be in, in various forms uh, with a text or with a corresponding uh, monument, for example, of an African person looking back on him so we have some kind of action and agency and um, and so on and so on. Because if we take away everything, uh, yeah, it's difficult to commemorate then. 
but uh, yeah, in some cases, uh, taking away uh, is uh, yeah is indicated. In others, uh, it can be discussed. I think uh, it's every time we have to look into the special case. Okay. So, for example, with uh, talking about street names, where this discussion is often very hot. Uh, I would say, yeah, you can replace one street name uh, with another without yeah. extincting the, the history, but with uh, commemorating for, like, uh, freedom fighters or so in, instead of colonialists. But uh, with ECHA, I would say uh, it would be more interesting, some kind of contextualization. Because there's also the fear or some people think that if some of these statues are taken down then people would forget this history also yeah yeah that could be a problem too yeah and what do you think is the relationship between germany and its former colonies around the world today well i think um we we have to differentiate there between uh, different countries because the connections are stronger with some than with others. Yeah. I would say that in the German public sphere, Namibia, the former German Southwest Africa, uh, is a lot more um, seen than other German colonies yeah. because it was the only settler colony. And um, because um, there are still um, thousands of German uh, people, Namibians with a German background, let's say, yeah. German-speaking Namibians, and a lot of tourists going there, partly because of uh, colonial nostalgia, <laughs> yeah. partly for other reasons. Um, but if you ask people on the street which were the German colonies uh, in Africa, um, well, I don't know if many people would be able to name more than uh, than Namibia. True. Yeah. In your expert opinion, would you say there is a relationship between colonization and migration? In general terms, yes. In the German case, not so much, because um, during the Kaiserreich, there was not much uh, migration from the colonies because the German state didn't want that. Yeah. There's research going on on that since uh, many years, so uh, we are looking into it. Uh, for example, there were delegations from Cameroon protesting against uh, uh, German colonial rule in, in Cameroon. Uh, they came to Berlin, for example, or Rudolf Duala Mangabel from Cameroon, from the Duala people. He came to as a pupil to uh, Württemberg uh, for some years, and so. But um, and this is is important to study and to look uh, into it. But it's uh, like quantitatively not important. And then Germany was uh, taken away, the, the colonies with the First World War. So, um, yeah, I would say that other immigration groups are very, very much bigger than uh, immigration from former German, German colonies. Government. But, uh, yeah, 
uh, it is there, and uh, I think in general terms, the, the the world system created by hundreds of years of colonialism, uh, obviously in general terms, yeah, created uh, migration. Yeah, but for example, for Freiburg during the colonial period until now, I I couldn't trace real immigration from from German colonies. Mm-hmm. Um, in other cities, uh, yes, but Freiburg, no. Okay. But we have that, like that phenomenon uh, called human zoos or Völkerschauen. Mm. Uh, so there, there was uh, this kind of uh, labor, let's say, um, that these uh, human zoos came also to Freiburg, and there are like contact zones between immigrants. But yeah. the idea was that they would uh, go back then to to their countries of origin oh, okay. and, and not to stay here in, in Freiburg longer. And uh, finally, what would you say is the relationship between racism and uh, colonialism? Well, I would say that there's a very um, strong relation between it because racism partially was uh, developed as a justification for colonialism. So we have these roots of uh, colonial racism, uh, which were important for justifying uh, the civilization, the so-called civilization um, mission for domination and colonial rule. And it was part of colonization not in a practical way but in a as an ideology and um so i think uh, that's part of the idea behind my project freiburg postcolonial to see all these roots of nowadays uh, racism which which were yeah in that uh, period also uh, long before German formal colonialism, because the, the project was uh, like a European project, and Germany was taking part in it. Uh, so you can trace people from Freiburg and a lot of uh, colonies of other colonial states uh, before 1884. Yeah. And yeah, so colonialism was, uh, yeah very strongly linked to racism. Okay, yeah. Would you say that progress has been made in the fights against racism as it was just recently the International Week Against Racism? Well, that's a very difficult question because um, we have that story, long story of uh, racism. Obviously, if you ask people today if they want to be racist, I I would say that 99% would say uh, I'm not and I don't want to be. But uh, yeah, we have that history and uh, I I think we have very much in our our heads, which was generated during these times and uh, we have to think about that and um, it's a constant uh, struggle and then we have a like a world system which is structured uh, also 
we can call it post-colonial, but uh, it has been structured during colonial times. And while it's not the same like before, but um, uh, let's say if we can buy bananas in Freiburg and they, they are cheaper than apples from here, so you can think about if they come from thousands of kilometers uh, the way here. So yeah. how can that be? So we have structural issues uh, too. And um, yeah, I, I wouldn't call that particularly uh, racism, but yeah. um, it's some kind of colonial or post-colonial structures. And yeah. I think that these structures... Um, uh, interact with uh, racist I- ideas of the world and about development and underdevelopment and uh, so on. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Thank you very much. That brings us to the end of the interview. Thank you very much for granting this interview to our voice, Dr. Yeah. Heiko. Thank you too.